Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens here with you on Out of Bounds. As long as I'm here, Nick Price will be here. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, out of bounds, 12 to 3. Then coming up after us is Julian Carroll, who went skydiving. I don't know if she wrote a bull named Fu Manchu, but I know she went skydiving. I know Chris Unicero is still growing out his gorgeous locks, and Julio Sanchez showed out in the CU in the Major Leagues uh, Urban Youth Academy. Great organization, great thing that we did the other day, but Julio Sanchez really showed out. I, on the other hand, completely scorched my face. Yeah. It's not looking great, man. And I feel like I was lied to by Ryan Lefevre. And you ask yourself, why would you say Ryan Lefevre lied to you? And I say, we are currently joined by one Ryan Lefevre. Ryan, how is your Saturday going? Well, I guess better than yours. Oh, man. Although I just drove by Red Lobster and I saw a picture of you in front of the restaurant. Oh, you need to stop it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I I met Ryan last night in the press box. As I, every once in a while, we passed through, and I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I feel like when I go down tonight to get audio for the guys on the radio, I feel like I'm going to get made fun of because of my face. And Lefevre's exact line, everybody, was this. Oh, it's not that bad. Hardly notice it. First thing Mike Swanson says to me is, have you not heard of sunscreen? And I was crushed after that. <laughs> Well, that's Swanee doesn't count. Okay. Because uh, Swanee's always Swanee's Swanee is the master of attention to detail. You can't get anything past Swanee. So Swanee will notice if your shoe, your right shoe, isn't tied the same as your left shoe. So you got to just let that go. Man, he is good. He's witty too. Yeah. Like I thought you were witty when it comes like on air broadcasting, but like. I didn't know. Like, I thought I was in trouble when Mike Swanson said my name for the first time. I went, uh-oh. And it turned out to be a good conversation because I've seen him talk to other people. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> another funny thing that happens, I'm walking out. I'm just kind of saying, man, I can't feel my face. Behind me is Danny Duffy. He says, well, I can't feel my hand. Lefevre, thanks for joining us today. Let's get into some yeah. baseball talk. Before we get to Bubba, because I know what happened last night in Anaheim gets to you like it got to me. And how special was that? Well, I think it just shows how much Kansas Cityans are proud of their own. And when I say their own, I don't just mean within the city limits, but in the region. I mean, for me, that was the best, second best standing ovation before a first big league at bat. The first was Alex Gordon in 2007 on opening day. And, you know, he's from Lincoln, but it's still the region. And the fans were aware of how high he was drafted and that he grew up a Royals fan. I remember Eric Hosmer's first major league at bat in May of 2011, and it wasn't as as loud as Bubba's, and he wasn't from here, obviously, but the fans were paying very close attention to him, and getting to the big leagues was a big deal. So I think it's just a reminder that the fans care, and they're paying attention, and the attendance might be down, but they're following the team, and almost everybody that I see 
in public will make some positive comment about the Royals. They're not happy about the record, but they're enjoying watching this team grow because now they've seen firsthand that, you know, if you, if you raise your own, you grow your own, and you bring them up and you give them some time to continue to grow, we got to go to a couple World Series. Why do you think people were so attached to Bubba? Is it because of the? Is it beyond the local atmosphere? Is it because of the? Like I, just from your point of view, what is this? What what has these fans so attached? Because four thousand one hundred and nineteen people walked up last night and bought tickets. Yeah, well, there's a lot of facets to it. I mean, there's the local angle, obviously. I mean, there's his name. I mean, there's just. I mean, it's like Mike Mustakis. I mean, I don't know how many ardent Mike Mustakis fans there were, but they loved to say Moose every time he was announced at the ballpark. You know and it's just a it's a nickname that just isn't associated with the baseball player. That's one of the great things about baseball. You know, they're not all six four, two hundred and twenty five pounds of chiseled muscle. You know, they come in all shapes and sizes and, and Mike Mustakis had I think the perfect nickname and so now you get this guy named Bubba, although he's not really built like a Bubba. And then, you know, I mean, I think just our country in general loves underdogs. And it's hard to call a fifth overall pool, you know, who got a boatload of money on underdog. But, you know, he did not progress through the system like we all anticipated. And he was released, and he wasn't even on the 40-man roster when spring training began. So, I mean, it just adds another chapter to his story that he finally made it eight years later. And in the 21 years that I've been here, when you talk about fans asking about a minor league player. I mean, there's Bubba and there's everybody else. Right. No one comes close to how often every single year. What about Bubba? How's Bubba doing? Does Bubba have a chance? Is he, is he still going to be a good player? So that tie all that together, and we saw what happened last night. And you say this is the second biggest ovation you've seen for a player in your 21 years in Kansas City? First major league at bat, yeah. First major league at bat, yeah. I, I, I'm there with. I was at Gordon's debut as a young kid. I remember that against the Red Sox and Kurt Schilling and the ovation he got. And I was sitting next to Cody last night. I didn't go back to the Gordon ovation, but it made sense last night that that this guy was was well. Everybody wanted to see this year at least, and it makes me wonder if last year it seemed Ryan that Adalberto Mondesi was that guy, and this team trended upwards as nick price said they only finished five games under 500 in the second half of the season are we kind of getting that same mold going into this next season because they finished the first half 31 30 and 61 first game back i know it's a small sample size but ryan the energy was there last night the team played Mm -hmm. they were down they were up they were down they were up there were three home runs it seemed like that old-fashioned keep the line moving type of royals game last night yeah it was it was fun it really was you know, I've made this comparison before, so stop me if, I, if I'm repeating myself. But, you know, the the group that took us to the two World Series, they all started to trickle in in 2011 at different times. They played their first full season, by and large, in 2012. And then 2013 was their first winning season. And the first half, if you remember, wasn't a very good first half. They had to change hitting coaches. George Brett came on in the middle of the season, and it looked like it was just going to be a lost season. And a lot of us, and I'll include myself in the us, were wondering, you know, are these guys any good? It was highly touted 
group of young players, best farm system in Royals history, maybe one of the best farm systems ever, and they were not trending in the right direction. And then they caught fire in the second half, and they finished 10 games over 500. And I think that was the springboard year for them. It was also the year, 2013, when the Royals traded for James Shields, and they had a legitimate ace, and he really gave that team an edge. And, you know, Wade Davis at the time, you know, seemed like just a throw-in, but he became a monster of a reliever the next year. And so last year is when they all started to trickle to the major leagues. This season could be very similar to 2012, where they're having their first full season in the major leagues together. You know, Ryan O'Hearn is back in the minor leagues. But for the most part, you know, all the guys that came up last year having their first full season in the big leagues. And that 2012 team, you know, they lost 90 games. It didn't happen right away. The springboard year was the third year, and that would be next year. So the question then becomes, you know, does Dayton see 2020 as he saw 2013? Is it time to go out and trade for a veteran? Is it time to bring in some experience? Or do you just continue to let them grow? And so if if we're going to draw a parallel here, then... You know, next year could be the springboard year. Anything could happen, obviously, and especially in this division where you, you know, you kind of set your sights on 2021 being the season. Ryan, I have a theory that I feel that this guy would be a really good manager when and if Ned hangs it up. What do you think about Raul Ibanez? Well, Raul Ibanez, I mean, I mean, he just, just a, he's just a, he's a special, special person. He could do anything he wanted in this game. And I think the question would just be whether he wanted to do that or not. He has five kids, and most of them are young. Mm. And I think he's living in Miami, where he's from. So the question would just be, you know, does he want to do that? Because, um, you know, a lot of these guys made a lot of money. And they love the game, and they want to stay involved in the game. But they have children to raise, you know, their wives, for the most part. They've been carrying the load for them, and now they're retired. They don't want to work again. They really don't have to. And it's, um, and it's a huge investment. I mean, managing baseball today is so much different from five years ago, ten years ago, where literally managers came in and they just managed the team. They showed up at 2 or 3 o'clock. They went over the scouting reports. They watched a little bit of video. They went over the game plan with their coaches. They met with the media, and they managed the game. They talked to the media, and they went home. Well, now these guys are getting here at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. You know, the players are arriving um, about that time. The managers now are involved in all the um, organizational meetings. They know everything that's going on in the minor league. I mean, it's, it's way more time-consuming. So, long answer to your short question, Dusty, is I think Raul Adonis would be great at whatever he wanted to be, but it's, it's a very difficult, time-consuming job nowadays. Speaking of time-consuming, you just had a little bit of time off. What's a, what's a play-by-play guy do during the All-Star break? Because I'm sure, you know, you talk about Raul Bonia's kids. I know you've got some little ones that run around and are active. I mean, how do you spend the time off during the All-Star break? Well, we try and spend a couple of days somewhere where the kids can burn some energy. And um, that's hard to do this time of year because it's so hot outside. You know, they don't want to be outside for very long. So uh, we'll go to Great Wolf Lodge for a couple of days. Uh, it's indoors. It's cool. It's safe. Uh, you know, they've got like an army of lifeguards there. I mean, you really can just <laughs> let your kids, you know, run wild and not have to worry about them 
um, you know, getting into trouble in the water. I mean, we have a four-year-old, our youngest. And so uh, and then they have an outdoor area where my wife and I can go out there and hang out and get a little peace and quiet. You can stay right there. But, you know, your hotel room is, is as lodge. You can eat there if you want to. You can go to the Legends and do some stuff. So that's what we'll do for about two of the days. And then we try and spend a couple other days at home, too, just trying to do as little as possible. I dig it. Take some time off because you got the rest of the season ahead of you. Ryan, you got, uh, you got Bubba again tonight on Saturday night, so you should have a pretty good crowd again tonight. Have a great call. Stay safe out there. Stay hydrated. I know it's hot. And uh, I will try to catch up with you here in a little bit uh, later on in the week as you have a pretty impressive homestand on your hands coming up. So, Aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look like a uh, I'm gonna look like a rubber toy by the time I get home because I'm just gonna be slicked and gelled with just nothing but, yeah, but coolant. You know, a week from now, though, you're gonna have you're gonna be nice and bronze. Or I'm gonna, gonna look. Be, you're gonna be knocking the you know you're gonna be knocking the gal socks off. So well, it's that or I'm gonna be knocking through it for a week. It's gonna be that or I'm gonna be knocking dead skin off my forehead for the next two weeks. Either way, uh, it's got to be a positive, right? You got it. Take care, Ryan. Take care. You, Dusty. Later. Ryan Lefevre, voice of the Royals. He'll be there tonight. And by the way, the Royals lineup is out. That's right. So that means you get your special Denny Matthews impersonation. (laughs) Royals lineup is out, presented by the Royals. Cody Tapp has tweeted out, here's the Royals lineup tonight. Batting first, Whit Merrifield. He'll be in right field. Adalberto Mondesi will be batting second. He'll be playing short. Alex Gordon will be playing left field and batting third. Hunter Dozier will be playing third base and batting fourth. Batting fifth, Jorge Soler, who sits on 24 home runs. He hit one last night. Chesler Cuthbert will be playing first base, who also hit a bomb last night. Bubba Starling, whose real name is Derek, will be playing center field, batting seventh. Nicky Lopez, the cutest guy on the team, will be batting eighth and playing second base. And Martin Maldonado, the guy that unbuttons half his shirt, who also hit a bomb, will be catching and playing ninth. Coming up next, I don't know what to say other than I just got out of my voice and I don't know what to say, but if you come at the king, you best not miss. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.